All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of An Educated Life. Uh, my name is Minsu Cho- Choi, and I am one of your hosts. And with me is my dear friend, Grant Burns. How are you, Grant? I, I'm doing much better now that we're talking. I had a little rough morning. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking. I got some tea in me, yeah. and I'm, I'm a little fired up I'm in a great way yeah, yeah. to talk energy. about all sorts of how to be relevant, man. How do we, how do we stay relevant oh, yeah. with communication? Yeah. Uh, so just a little spoiler here for everyone. So we, not spoiler, we talk about this all the time. We try to talk about all the interesting, crazy things going on outside the classroom in the higher education world. Yeah. And one of ours is, uh, one of the things we're going to dive into a bit today is what is this, what is it to communicate with our students? Yeah. What is it to communicate well with them? Yeah. And specifically, we want to dive into like mobile technology social media, things like that today. Yep. If In case you haven't picked up on it, if you listen to us at all, Min, uh, I would say, is a much more learned person, adept person in this sphere. I am uh, admittedly a pretty cranky old man, also with a very <laughs> short memory because, okay, so funny thing, funny story when we start out with this. <laughs> I told Min uh, that we should do this episode. Wouldn't it be fun if I signed up for Twitter like on on the episode and then uh, I'm, I'm digging around a little bit uh, trying to so sign up on already Twitter have an account I already have <laughs> a Twitter account that's wow. on my old phone number it's from 2011 right so I was like you know I was only like two two years late actually in my um I believe one of the three tweets that I had ever done was saying geez I'm always two or three years late on these things <laughs> And uh, now I'm 10 years late, but it's just very, it's ironic. And then uh, anyway, we can dive into what my first Twitter account came from and why it was there. You should be proud though. You're like one of the first, like one of the first. (laughs) I'm one of the first million. You know, you know who was really big when I signed up? Aston Kutcher, because he was one of the first people (laughs) to get a million, a million Twitter followers. He's still pretty big. I'm sure he's still really big. I think he's a technological savant. You know, he, he does a lot of interesting things um, with technology like photography, social mm, media, and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. Like most people know him from Dude, yeah, Where's My Car show. Yeah, all the stupid things, show. but no, he's actually <laughs> he's really actually smart a really person. Smart guy. And yeah, he's much more of an influence. I'd say he's probably more of an actual influencer now yeah, instead yeah. of just like a dumb bro, which right, he always right, plays right, right, right. in movies and stuff. Um, yeah, but so that was, yeah, 2011. That's That was the buzz of like a, a million Twitter. Why? Okay, cool. What does that no, even mean? No. I'm so fascinated with people who are able to adapt i mean it's only been 10 15 years since the dawn of social media mm-hmm. and human beings are so adaptable they're just able to like crush it on these platforms and i'm, I'm fascinated with people who do it um their own way and, and they do it like separately from like from the vast majority of people totally. like their habits what they talk about what they post i'm always fascinated with that well i mean okay so then i i was telling you about the first time i ever heard of twitter was in 2009 and yeah. it was before people were really using hashtags yeah. in it yeah so it really was i think people's you know people still have the same you should take yeah look that up is that when they because i just don't remember anybody using them 2006 um, march 21st march 21st is the first one yeah that was- i don't think people knew how to use it very well <laughs> at the time because i i remember looking at my friend's Twitter feeds, which first of all, they were on flip phones. Mm-hmm. So you you would send your tweet in. So, so the only way you could check back was to look in your computer Wow, for your tweet. So anyway, um, uh, because, you know, we don't, nobody had, I think at that point I had only one friend that had a iPhone 
whatever the second generation one was called. Was it just an iPhone 2? What, what, what did they even call it at that point? I think they called it iPhone 3GS. Was that the second one? No, I'm pretty sure that was the second one. Okay, so the, GS, what they, yeah. I think what they marketed then was just the faster... 3GS speed rather than 3G. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. So that's so he had that, and so then um, he was able to tw- check his Twitter. But I don't even know. I'm trying to think if it was through an app or if it was just through the Safari thing. But anyway, but you know, besides my um, reminiscing ramblings, um, it I I was totally that person that thought this is just just like Facebook. This is just a um, a an ego stroke. It was yelling something into the void. And hopefully someone will look at it and yeah, see yeah. if it's funny or something. Yeah. Uh, but then I, you know, when I, the first time I ever thought, oh my gosh, this is actually a useful thing. Yeah. Was I was telling you, it was about like the Arab Spring in 2011 and people were using it as a way to communicate about like where to protest, yeah. where things were dangerous, right. all this kind of stuff. And I thought, what? <laughs> Twitter? Like literally a thing called Twitter yeah. is something that's intr- instrumental to like governments falling and things like that. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean... I think the first thing that I want to just kind of bring up to kind of set the tone of the episode is, you know, when we think about social media, when we think about digital communication nowadays, what's often the first thing we think of? Um, just like the average person, it's it's a, a platform for you to like share your your posts, your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to your point, you know, um, in 2011, uh, how to organize, how to group up, um, finding information. Um, social media has become the number one most powerful way to share information. Mm-hmm. And my perfect, uh, my favorite example is I don't. I'm going to butcher the story, but basically, I think um, it was either like MIT or some some school uh, created a a challenge, basically, mm-hmm. and they hid like twelve objects or something like uh, across the world, and they didn't tell anyone where they were. And they challenged specific private companies and um, and organizations to tr- to figure out a way how you would find those in in a reasonable amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think they like set like like month, two months. They were they're trying to figure out like how can we leverage GPS technologies, uh, like surveillance, anything to find these objects, basically. And so they sent it out to these uh, select groups and things like that. People who signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like a prize. For it, like a million dollars or something like oh that. Oh my gosh! So um, what are we talking like a like a basketball or like a book yeah, or I forget, something? I forget. I can, I need to look it up. It, it was like something you can carry. Yeah, right? it was I imagine, something that right? you could identify. It, it was like um, yeah, like I think they it, either they had a picture of this. Like, can you find this location? What's the GPS location I for see, this? I see. Yeah. Or it was like an object, right? Okay. But here's the thing: none of those companies found it in a, like a reasonable amount of time, hmm. or maybe none of them found and like all of them. Like at once, mm-hmm. so I don't think anyone won the prize. Hmm. So that's why the uh, this this challenge was then now given to the rest of the world public. Oh, and there was a post that said, "Hey, if you yeah. have any information about finding these locations or this object, um, you can win up to like a thousand dollars for every piece of information that turns out to be confirmed within hours. Hmm. It's all found." Because hmm, you just crowdsource these things. Crowdsource them. Yeah, right. And I think about this because now, like bringing it to a different kind of thing, I think about some of my favorite people. Uh, not necessarily that I follow their stuff that much, but I just like their 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 interactions with people on social media. I think hmm. about Mark Hamill. Hmm. I think about Taylor Swift. Hmm. I think about Gary Vaynerchuk. 
these these three people know the ins and outs of social media. Mm -hmm. And I realize that they communicate in a way where you would think that they couldn't. You know, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Star Wars is huge right now. Mm -hmm. We're in like the midst of a whatever you want to call it. I don't mm -hmm. call it a golden era. I call it like like a, uh, like a bronze era of the bronze Star Wars. Age? Yeah. There's just like Star Wars every year, but you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. If yeah. you've ever followed Mark on Twitter, people love him. Okay. It's yeah. not just his Luke Skywalker, it's yeah, Joker. It's, cool. yeah. it's like everything, but He's just really, really kind. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He retweets like three-year-old birthdays. And like <laughs> right, people are like, Mark, will you come to my birthday party? Will you come yeah, to my bar mitzvah? <laughs> right. All these things, right? And he replies. Yeah. He retweets. He replies. And you go, Mark, you are a celebrity. You have tons of work. You're still working really, really mm -hmm. hard. Where do you have time for this? But he just does it. Mm -hmm. And it's created this buzz. So what I realize is it's not him that's doing the heavy lifting. He'll retweet every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But all the other people like me see the retweets and be like, oh, he's a really, really nice guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And this is, what I, this is why I, wanna uh, I love this topic of education, uh, talking with the next generation, like our students and social media is because I think that in large part, social media is still young. And all of us, all of us who are who consider ourselves leaders and people uh, who are educators, hmm. we can learn a thing or two yes. from some of these sources. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just set the stage there. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Grant? Where do you want to take this? Yeah. So I I just want to ask. So because part of what's coming, uh, why we're even having this conversation, mm -hmm. is again I'm usually the one sitting with the criticisms or just the part of its apathy, part of its criticisms. Yeah. I think I'm not actually going to get rid of the criticisms, but I want to know what our friend, when we had, it was really awesome to have Rob Westervelt yeah. on the show yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. And I really loved what he said. He's like, no, dude, so again, social media, these things are tools. The problem is with people and we are just not mature enough yeah. to know how to use these yet. Yeah. And we talked about this also, like social media usage is basically a teenager right now. Yeah. Right, it's yep. fifteen years old. It's, if yeah. we count from Facebook, exactly. right? It's, in, yeah, it's really it's young. fifteen years old, or, or, or a little bit older than that. And then for the the vast majority of people, it's maybe ten. Would we'll say ten, right? So it's very young. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, just as people and also the platforms themselves. Yeah. So it's really a maturity issue. So let's talk. I'm, I want to talk best practices. I also want to. You know, we just talked about. You know, this is the way people. The in person. You know, the in person. Is inefficient. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's limiting. You can only be in one place at one time. Right. But we're you and I, even saying that, are in the business of incarnation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of being present. Literally, we're 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 sitting in an apartment building yeah. full of students yeah. right now. So then what how what are we doing? You know, what is what is our synthesis of these things? Exactly. Right. And so let's let's do that. I, yeah. that's I think I'd love to talk about those things. Totally. So the first one, my question for you is when did you feel like using social media, let's say, let's say Twitter for you or something like that became a tool for you instead yeah. of just a thing? Yeah. I, I think the, the most clear reason why I think 
Twitter for me is useful and is a tool is because it gave me direct access to the people that I wanted to talk to. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the backstory of that is... So it's a barrier. It, it took a ton of barriers it, yeah. away. Well, yeah. how else? I mean, I, I didn't grow up in a letter writing culture. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I think it's really cool that like I hear about like some of our boomers and elders. Mm-hmm. Who, like I, I hear about people who wrote to like C.S. Lewis and they have a letter from like C.S. Lewis or... J.R.R. Tolkien, yeah, some of my cool. favorite authors. That's mm-hmm. really, really cool. And they, you know, it's they cherish that and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, I think for me, um, I never really developed that habit. I think like I kind of grew up in the computer age, you know? Yeah, we were in a we kind of grew up in a weird transitional zone where there wasn't letters yet, but then you also Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't have something else necessarily yet. Yeah. Well, let me just say this before uh, I I, I kind of break down why I use Twitter. Uh I had to develop like the things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. like like when you enjoy something, mm-hmm. it's not just the brand, it's not just the product, but you want to like get to know the person behind that. You want to like know the creator and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like um, I love like films, like I, I love Christopher Nolan's films, right? And um, and as I was watching The Prestige, or as mm-hmm. I was watching mm-hmm. the Batman series and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I. I got I enjoyed those movies so much it kind of like inspired me to like understand cinematography a little bit more. Yeah. And then then cinematography like got me to learn about the director. And so then I started wikipediaing and like researching why is Christopher Nolan considered one of the most respectful directors. Mm-hmm. And I found myself like in this kind of like maze of like I'm not a I'm not necessarily a filmmaker. I don't see myself as that. But I'm diving into these little nuances about filmmaking, about mm-hmm. techniques. I'm like basically learning about the technicalities and color grading and editing and sound and all these things. And that kind of sparked all of this stuff right here. Right. So like the gear. reason why we're doing yeah. podcasting a little bit is because I was like, I was interested in audio recording. Mm-hmm. I was interested in um, what does it mean to make a movie or film something or document something because I was really into documentaries as well at the mm. time. And so that all kind of spurred um, a desire to connect with those individuals that I was learning about. Mm. And during the last 10 years, I've had some really interesting interactions with authors, writers, you know, bloggers, people like um, uh, creators, artists, things like that, that I respect. And they replied back to me <laughs> yeah like yeah, in a tweet cool. mm-hmm. like just earlier this week uh one of my favorite artists uh japanese artist makoto fujimura oh yeah yeah i just had a, a brief conversation with him on mm-hmm. twitter he's writing a new book mm-hmm. he's writing about this idea of the making church that's the title that's the working oh, title of his book that's amazing. and he's talking about how the next 10 years the church uh will incorporate more and more artistry because we're living in a day and age where the image is so powerful, mm-hmm. like and the, and the way to transmit that image is so ubiquitous now. It's just going if it's good, it's gonna make it's gonna get attention. Like you can put it on social media, it can be replicated, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the backstory. And so Twitter hmm. is, uh, I think, my favorite platform for one-on-one conversation. Right. I think it's built for that, hmm. and that's why I use Twitter. Um, and so it as I continue to use Twitter over time, it became more and more sophisticated. So like I don't I don't go on Twitter for consumption. Hmm. I go on Twitter to interact. Gotcha. Which is I it's fascinating how like isn't that what it's supposed to be? But right, I think most people no. are just like 
listening to them like they're just reading their own tweets and be like oh that feels good i'm glad i wrote that well, they're not interacting with people they're just like saying stuff the, it's like the last three people i've had a conversation with about it is actually even less uh engaged than that it's just a it's like a gossip feed for them they're sure. not even tweeting sure so there's that piece too you know that that that's kind of interesting no. you get to observe that you're taking the temperature of the I world. don't judge that yeah. in the sense of like, if that's what you want to use it for and if that brings you some sort of release or relief. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily the, the most ideal way to mm. like process some of these things. But what I'm saying is I don't judge that. What I'm saying though is I think that there is um, a baseline and I think the more you think about what that tool can be used for in your own life, I think... I have a hope. I have like this inkling that you start rising above that. Like it, it doesn't just become that. It can become so much more. And I think that's where I start with it. Like my perspective of Twitter is very different from other people's. But I think it's in part because I see it as a really great opportunity to have genuine connecting points with people. But... I can totally understand and have a lot of empathy for people who look at Twitter and see it's just a sea of like random just like comments and and like it's overwhelming. It's like mm -hmm. how do you actually have a genuine conversation? Mm -hmm. But I do. And yeah. I don't I don't think that's to be dismissed. You know what I mean? Well, it's a, what's the term? I'm trying to think. So so okay, so back to my uh criticisms of things like yeah. this. Um I'm, I just, I just looked at this this morning. Anyway, the term is basically like, um, constant partial attention. Yeah. It's, that's not actually the term, but there's a, there's a sociological term when it talks about yeah, yeah. the way people tend to engage in these platforms. It's constant partial attention. So it's, it's literally like being, it's like being on a very small dopamine drip and not doing anything. It's like sitting on a couch, eating bugles and, uh, and having a little bit of dopamine like dripped into your bloodstream yeah. for four hours straight. Yeah, yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. And what you're saying is that you're like, I know what I'm using this thing for and I'm not pretending that it's something else. Mm -hmm. And it is fully active. Yeah. Right. And so for me, that's, that makes me go, okay, then I want to use that. That is a, something I, I can get behind and I would like to be a part of. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, this is an education podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Like we talk about higher ed, like mm. what greater tool that is there to be like, oh, you're in like you take a course and like what, what if it's like psychology or whatever, mm -hmm. who's the who are, are the like the famous psychologists nowadays? There's like mm -hmm. uh, Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah. And is that his name? Is it B. Peterson? Or is I don't that, know that Mike is. Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> Jordan B. Peterson. <laughs> is it Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> you know, Jordan Peterson, the guy who wrote, uh, 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 what did he write? Uh, the 12 Rules of Life or whatever, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. It's a very famous uh, Toronto psychologist who's gotten really, really famous. Um, if you wanted to have a conversation with him, well, he has his a podcast. He has his Twitter accounts. Mm -hmm. You can actually at him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a great tool to be like, oh, I just read your book. I'd love to ask you a few questions. Will you answer? You might not get anything back, but there's, a, there's an access point for that. And I think that's, what if you can learn from the source I think that's a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. like there's no other way that you could have that opportunity um, that quickly and that efficiently. Just yeah. pick up your phone. No, it's really cool. I know to be able to pick up your phone and do that. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's it's about bear. I mean, when I think about power and barriers, mm -hmm. 
that's what this helps you with, right? That's what I'm hearing yeah. from you yeah, yeah. saying that you have, now we have a lot more power to wield. What do you suppose, because, okay, so back to the criticisms, right? The, it's the, it's not criticism, the caution. The caution is like, hmm, well, we're still not very mature in how to use these. Yeah. So I don't want to be the person who throws a baby out with the bathwater mm -hmm. and be like, do you remember Yik Yak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's a dumpster fire. There's nothing good about that. Right, right. Um, but what we do, but what we do, and I'll say we because I'm part of this, is you go, oh, there's a thing like Yik Yak. Well, then Facebook. Well, then, well, that might be a dumpster fire too. And sometimes, but anyway, but like Twitter, anything that's even remotely like that, it's all bad. Yeah. I'm not going to do any of that. Yeah. Right. Because I've seen it used so poorly. Do you know, you know what's so, so ironic? Facebook is actually a really relatively a healthy platform mm. not not in the in the sense like it it facebook is the the least likely now to make you addicted you know why hmm. because in facebook you have to do everything <laughs> it doesn't just come at you yeah but okay. you know what tiktok is doing what have you heard about tiktok right i have heard about tiktok yeah you know what tiktok does no it doesn't give it. you the option to follow stuff it just puts it into your feed and it, it has an algorithm. That is it says, just checking how long you're looking at it? Yes. And that's how it's kept. That's how wow. they're doing it. It's not even like an active choice. Wow. So there's censoring going on. There is a flow that's being created, crafted for you. It's literally yes. the spaceship in Wally. -E. Uh huh. Like you're, you wow. think you're playing well, tennis. Yes. You think you're eating yes. ice cream. So you're just sitting the there. The robot is. Telling you're you. just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the it's the whatever the constant the constant partial attention. That's exactly what that is. Exactly. Because you just can sit there and have your eyes. You might as well have those speculums, the things that open your eyes and keep them open. <laughs> that's scary. Yes, it that's is. That's a scary image. <laughs> uh, as someone who's actually had that happen to their eyes, oh, it is terrifying. But anyway, that's what I mean. That's what they're doing in. But in what, but you know. But here's the question, Grant. Yeah. The caution I understand, but who should take ownership of that? Like like. I, I get it. If we go into a platform, we have no idea. We don't have no mm, manual. We have mm -hmm. no mentor, no cautionary warning sign that this is going to make you like there's a dopamine drip. Mm -hmm. Like 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 to be fair, the company's job is to, is do, that. to do that. Yes. Yeah. Like they want you to stay on product. the platform. Yes. Right? Right. But my question is in terms of habits, mm. like are you not in control? Is it not your decision, not your mm, choice mm. to slip into that? I get I get it that we get coaxed into that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Manipulation can exist. Yes, there could be like this addiction thing, you know, like this Vegas kind of like gambling thing. Like right. whose fault is it? Whose yeah, fault sure, isn't right, it? Right, right, right. I understand there's a balance to that, but my point is we are all just like speeding through this technological age and no one is in front no one there's no one in the front existing everyone's just like we're creating this let's see what happens mm -hmm. and i'm saying though even though that that's kind of the case that's the landscape right now technology is lapping us there's no leaders of social media really no. there's no like general surgeon warning mm -hmm. for social media yet really like but there is a lot of resources so i don't think that we are incapable in from, as an individual, as a society, to learn some of these protections in order to be less yeah, likely. So let's talk about that because because well, I was gonna ask like some best yeah. practices. Yeah. Because I think I still hold the systems and the companies very highly responsible. I mean, it, to make make more of a political yeah, statement. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with like this whole opioid crisis thing. I definitely think companies have in a, a responsibility in For that. For sure. Now, um, 
but we also have agency as well, right? I'm not going to do an either or. I think there's for sure with that. So I mean, I'm wondering, so what is that? Is that a, do we do kind of like what we do with even more important things like food? Do you do a social media fast? Is that how you break that? Is that how you go? You check into yourself and you go, wait a minute, this is way harder for me to not do this for a day, a month. Hmm. Maybe that's an indicator to me. This isn't okay. Yeah. You know, is it something like that? Is it a, you have, you do it for, so I'm, I'm, I have a question for you because I want to start using, um, various platforms a little bit more, but I, my initial foray as I'm, is I want to use it for work. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to pay attention to it at night. I'm going to do a nine to five yeah. with my Twitter. Yeah. That's and that's great. what I'm going to use it for. Yeah. Now I'm going to miss out on things. That's the thing about Twitter is you can see the, the in the moment, whatever's, yeah. but I'm like, I'm going to make that sacrifice and I'm not going to do that because I, I do know that I tend to be a person that kind of can just numb out on stuff. That's a, that's a tendency I have. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's social media or not, but numbing out is a, is a tendency I have. Yeah. So I would, I want to just, yeah, ask you some best practices piece because it's yeah. like someone we were in a conversation with, uh, was like, Hey, social media is not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. Um, and you know what, as educators, we should be doing this. Um, we, we should be teaching people how to use this stuff better, but this person is not on social media. So I, my question for them was, wait, how are you going to teach them if you're not doing it? You can't, you can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So, you know, tell me some things. I would love to hear that. You well, know? Well, here's the thing. I think this yeah. is a great vision that I, mm. I like to paint, mm. which is what are you, what are you good at? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I think about you, Grant, yeah. I think about your leadership, your experience in higher ed in rest mm. life you are in some ways the main person that shapes a lot of our training programming and stuff like mm. that. So you have a lot of knowledge and you have a lot of expertise and you have a lot of examples of how you've connected well and, and created uh, mentorship and ha have helped students grow in their development, stuff like that. Mm. Why, why don't you try, try packaging those things mm. Mm. and putting them on Instagram, yeah. on yeah. Twitter, yeah. and creating some videos from your phone because mm -hmm. you can do it. I know. I see your phone. It's an mm -hmm. iPhone. You can do it. It has the capability. Yeah. It has the capability. It's a mini studio. Absolutely. So like, that's where I start. Like, Here's where I go. The, my main problem with best practices is hmm. and, and this idea hmm. of fasting. I think fasting is good. Hmm. Some people need hmm. that. Hmm. But I was telling Rob Simpson this. Um, I'm a bridge builder, mm. and for him, he was he was asking me this question of like, well, Min, what do you think about me telling people who go on like like backpacking adventures, like, hey, please, these are the guidelines for phone use, mm. and I go, Rob, I totally affirm that. Like, hear me, even though I want to see a world where we use social media and we use our your our phones in a much healthier way, mm. I totally agree that. In pockets, we need to fast from our phone. I think mm -hmm. that is a good practice. But here's the thing. He's really, really good at crafting an experience on a mountain without it. Mm -hmm. But if I were in charge of something like that, <laughs> right. I'd be like, hey, when you get to that summit, you need to blog how you're feeling. Yeah, what does yeah, this yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to craft a story mm -hmm. that shares and documents what you're experiencing? Not just for other people, but just for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is, a best practice starts with this vision outside of social media, which is what do you want to share? How do you want to tell your story? Do you think that's a valuable thing to share your story, share your 
your process, Mm -hmm. like your life in a way that can actually enhance another person's life. Hmm. It's easy for me to like say that about you because I know you do it day in and day out. Mm -hmm. That's why the challenge is like, duh, like that makes, that should be the main driver of any sort of best practice. So starting there, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, I like that. You need to have a vision it's for creating. the positive crea- end. Yeah. You're starting positively. Yeah, create yes. something. Create. Mm-hmm. Be a player mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Don't be a spectator right. or observer. Be a player and add something to yourself. So like the, the, the most important best practice that I always talk about yeah. is what are you going to be good at that's worth sharing? Mm-hmm. What are you going to continue to learn about? What are you going to research? Like uh, right now, I'm thinking about starting a becoming Angl- Anglican blog. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, you know me. Like, I, yeah. I just started going to Church of the Vine. We go to church together now. Yeah. It's awesome. And I've just been enamored. Yeah. I get really in- I'm interested. Mm. And I'm learning more about our di- uh, diocese and everything mm-hmm. like that. I really, I didn't realize that Todd Hunter, what, is that his name? Todd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He used to be the president of Alpha. Oh, you know really? that? No, I did not know that. See, Alpha, I don't, psh, I'm not even looking at these things. Alpha yeah. is a, an organization that I deeply appreciate. Yeah. And oh, really? he's oh, the head of our diocese. That's cool. I That's didn't super know. cool. But like, I'm, I'm just researching about Anglican. And mm-hmm. so I, I figured, why don't I just document that? Mm. So I, you know, I have this book. I've shown you, shown you this yeah, book. Yeah, right. The Book of Common Prayer. I, this is kind of Anglican mm-hmm. 101, right? It is. And also yeah. like A to Z kind of. Yes, yes. So like, for me, I think a really cool idea is well, I'm interested in it, mm-hmm. um, and it's it, it's felt like it's been something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt like I've always been kind of this way, mm-hmm. but now I get to put some language around it. That's exciting. So that's a good, a good example of like, I want to create and craft a documentation of my journey into this. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you start there with like a purpose, then I, I think it, it automatically goes, it creates this scenario in your mind that goes, um, I'm a creator now, not a consumer. Mm-hmm. And so, and then mm-hmm. I think it just totally inverts how you see Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So that's, the, that's like the main foray, I would say, mm-hmm. into social media in a healthy way. Most people are never given that spiel of like, so before you, before you sign up for that account, mm-hmm. What are you going to talk about all the time? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to? It's all about the. It's a consumer bent. It's like because you want to. You're like, oh, you would like to read this, or you would like to see this, or you would like to interact this way, or yeah. see. You know, consume. It's it's always from the consumer end. But it's a same. It's the same practice as telling someone to disconnect. Because what you're telling someone is, you need to be centered yourself before you mm-hmm. get exposed to another oh, thing. Okay. So ultimately, it's the same message. It's the same like message. But I'm just saying it comes from both angles now that if you're already struggling to not be a consumer on social media, of course you need to disconnect. But mm-hmm. the reason why you need to disconnect is because you need to stop being a consumer mm. and start thinking more intentionally about how you want to add value into the world. The bigger problem that's outside of this whole <laughs> social media thing okay. is how do we how do we become less consumer centric? Yeah. How do we, yeah. because, because here's the thing, 50 years ago, um, technology wasn't ubiquitous. Hmm. If you wanted to watch TV, let alone be a t- be in the TV industry, there's like four channels, right? Yeah. NBC, ABC, CBS, like, but now it's YouTube. It's mm-hmm. like your own live streaming service. It's, it's in the name. It's free. It's you in the name. A, you have a smartphone. 
you can do everything that mm-hmm. people spent millions of dollars needing to you know to craft shows and everything. You can create your own show now, pretty much mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not going to be the same quality, but people forget that it's not quality of the image; it's the quality of the content yeah. that brings people back. Hmm. So there's so many reasons why it's just a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. But you need to first go, what's inside of me? What I what do I want to explore? And you have to have a mindset of like, I'm going to use it for that purpose. And it's the same thing. We talk about this in student development all the time. If you say to yourself, I'm great at everything, first of all, that's not true. <laughs> it is not true. <laughs> but those same people have a hard time pinpointing What's my passion? Mm-hmm. What do I actually care about? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. It's yes. it's when we start going, hey, you need to like separate yourself from everyone else kind of and not like try to find your worth in everyone else. But you need to start thinking about what do you naturally like doing just for itself? Like what do you tend to gravitate towards yeah. without you consciously like knowing that you're doing that? And that's a clue to figuring out maybe that's what you should focus on. Um Great example of that, I have one of my RAs this year, who you can just tell, amazing at crafting hospitality. Mm-hmm. Like just hosting, just being a great host. You just feel so good mm-hmm. in their apartment all the time. Mm-hmm. And I go, you need to like explore that because there is this mountain of hospitality stuff that you could explore. Like the, uh, I was reading uh, Priya Parker's The Art of Gathering. Hmm. I you know, the, why we meet and why it matters. Yeah. It's a, huge, it's a huge book. It's like a 350-page book. Oh, that's awesome. Do you feel like... I feel like I couldn't even like put like, you know, all the ideas that I have in my brain about hospitality on one page. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let alone write the tome. But that's what I'm saying. Thing. It yeah, humbles yeah. me when, when, yeah. I, when I like sit underneath someone who goes, I've thought about this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how to do this. Mm-hmm. I know like, how to do a 15,000 person dinner party in Paris, France. And we do it every year. Right. And it's amazing and it's inclusive and it's it's wonderful. Like I'm like that's a skill. Yes. I realize hospitality is a skill yes. that I want to learn. So that that's I start there with best practices. That's when I, I like that's that when so I talk much. Of, I think social media can enhance all of that. Hmm. Now, hmm. by the way, can I just say this? Obviously there are some dangers and some cautions with social media, and that's part of, of best practices too. Mm-hmm. So like when you were talking about, I'm going to limit my time from nine to five, I think that's very prudent. Hmm. Social media doesn't mean that you have to be online all the time. Right. I, I, and I think there's often this, this like pressure that if you're actually going to be a social media person, an influencer, then you become kind of this like slave to the masses. Yeah, you're like and whenever in. they at you, you need to reply back mm-hmm. immediately or whatever. Mm-hmm. But first of all, I think two things often happen. Like you, if you want to be a true influencer and a true social media person, then I think it's good to create disciplines around boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also important that you also do a discipline around, I am going to reply to people. So like if you put something up there, that is from you that you're passionate yeah. about, mm-hmm. and it go and uh, there's a post underneath that goes, Grant, you did a good job, and you don't like it and reply to it. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why you should stay off social media. Yeah. If you're yeah, not yeah. going to actually interact with people, yeah, that's the other component. Like actually you, interact. <laughs> well, that's the thing because I, I I I don't. It feels like some people will use it like they open the door. 
they pull the pin on the grenade, throw it in the room, and they close the door again. <laughs> that's how they treat it. No, that, that exactly. You know what I mean? That's and that's abuse. And that's yeah. It seems abuse. It seems very hurtful. And because that's when I'm sitting here, I'm like, gosh, I don't. I think you know, for me, I, when I think about that, I think about the fears of that because it is so public, right? And yeah. so like, I don't want people doing that to me, right? So it's protective. Yeah, I have that feeling. I mean, to be totally honest, the other part of it is like you have to be resilient and not care about the trolls. Hmm. And I, and like to me, um, you have to, uh, you have to just um, understand that when you enter into the public sphere, you're going to deal with trolls. You're going to deal with people who are hateful, yeah, who are vitriolic, right? And I think that that behind that, right? We we often see that and we go, I'm not going there. I'm leaving. I'm I'm ejecting because I'm getting these comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just really like center on this principle, which is if if you have anything that's worth saying, you're always going to get criticism. Hmm. If you're going to say anything that's meaningful, that's there's always going to be a level of risk. There's always going to be a level of like controversy, right? But I think if it if it's true to who you are, then I think it's going to stand true and it's going to stand, it's going to stand up, and and that's why I go, if you enter into this sphere and you don't know how to deal with criticism that just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I just got, you know, I, I posted something, someone posted, this is heresy. Oh, <laughs> And I'm like, I'm just like, okay, first of all, like, you know, you know, I focus on Christian communities mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where like, that's what's often said. Right? Yeah. That's our basic. And, thing, yeah, our, yeah. Our basic thing is someone just re- you know, replying to your post, this is heresy. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, so first of all, I don't think Jesus calls us to be trolls. <laughs> he does not. Right. I don't think so. No. He doesn't call us to be just like, like no risk, just like complete separation. I can just lob this to you mm-hmm. and not interact with you in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to say something, I don't mind you saying something about like my post that's like, that's heretical, but, but be like, because of these yeah, reasons, yeah, yeah. say some, th- yeah, give a reply. And this is a actual reply. This is a former student of mine at from Chicago. Hmm. You know what hmm. I mean? And I and I, I'm like, okay, dude, like, I am not affected emotionally by what you're saying. But here's what I'm here's some feedback that I want to give you, which is don't just leave it at that. Right. Be a little bit more in depth. Yeah. Explain to me. Argue with me. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the, like I already have that mentality of like. The worse it is, the the more I'm like, mm, yes, let's mm-hmm. yes, continue to do that mm-hmm. because like behind that behind that comment will be comments that are much more substantial. Yeah, yeah, they're much better. And they can be like, I have a problem with that. Here's why I have that problem. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, okay, I can do something with that, right? You know, yeah. So you know how like we 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 talked a little bit about like this idea of like, what do we do with like that type of feedback? We we talked mm-hmm. about evaluations a couple mm-hmm, weeks ago, mm-hmm. and even now we um. I think one of the comments that we've been navigating is, well, social media is toxic. Yeah. So automatically we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, I, you know, I, you do a YouTube search on social media, nine out of 10 things on the first like three pages is all mm-hmm. about the dangers of social media right. and things like that. Right. And I just go, yes, yes, it's all correct and we should not be doing it if we cannot help but be consumers, if we cannot help be like n- not resilient to comments that don't matter from strangers mm-hmm. like if you if you can't withstand 10 comments that are negative 
but you're getting that one comment that goes, I really appreciate your thoughtfulness in this mm -hmm. and it really mm -hmm. helped me. I don't even know you, but thank you. Like the one to 10 ratio is worth it to me. You know, mm -hmm. one to 100 ratio. I can get, because, because mm -hmm. for me, I know personally, um, I've become, I've worked on this thing of like be, being less reactionary, being less affected and just blocking just blocking comments that don't yeah, really right, matter. Right. So that's a best practice of like you have to just be willing to say no to this three percent of people that are just mm -hmm. always going to be trolls, and create an opportunity that over time you might build a community, and that's like the other mm -hmm. part of that first part. Mm -hmm. I know we're scared. I'm I'm like all over the place, but like <laughs> I think the end game is I really do think that it is an extension of a real community. Hmm. Like I understand. Like I want to be shoulder to shoulder with people that's always been like a non-negotiable i'm like an incarnational person hmm. but i'm realizing that the digital space is becoming a space of community mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you are a host of that and you're able to like craft a community that really um is genuine and authentic and honest and vulnerable i think it's possible yeah anyways no i thank you so much for those thoughts I, I i find that really challenging in a really good way yeah where some other and doing some research um some things that i've uh been learning to balance is uh there's this uh, really influential person at least in as a business consultant her her name is tasha uh, dr tasha Yurik, mm -hmm. and she writes a lot of stuff on like self-awareness and things and one of her pieces she has a whole great chapter on um <clears throat> in one of her in her book i think it's called insight um on on social media and she's not an either or she's not like don't use it or not but she goes this is like you don't either do it or you don't he says the way she says the way that someone uses it well is when you don't it's exactly what you're saying if you use it um to talk about yourself yeah then that doesn't help you the people who it actually is like a plus for is when you're talking about other things and other people yeah um and it's the connective it's that like they're interacting like they're they're like hey there's this really cool thing yes thank you for agreeing oh do you have a problem with that okay here, here's why i know that oh, okay cool thank you for clarifying that is what makes people successful in it yeah. it's very interesting to me because I, I expected her to say oh like I, I just i didn't expect her to say that but she's like no social media is really really good but this is the main difference between someone who's self-aware and who isn't they don't people who are self-aware don't talk about themselves as much <laughs> they just don't they use it all the time but it's about other things they use it as the tool and not necessarily as a platform for themselves it ends up being that but it's not like primarily that it's not they're not just doing like this is how i feel yeah. they're going this is how i feel about this thing we should all be interested in this. Take a look at it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, that's that's something that is that was interesting in researching. Um, and the other one is 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 like back to the idea of the maturity piece. That in order to um, use it, there there should be an entry point in which you ask those. I think those those questions you just talked about best practices. Mm -hmm. That I think is the mature piece. Is to press to take a second and be like, why am I doing this? And then you're going to, you know, that, that usually gives us enough time to get like some clarity to get calmed down a little bit or see yeah. our actual purpose, our actual passion. Yeah. You just take a moment there and then you're like, oh, that's that actually that brings so much extra quality. Half a second, you know, and whether it's posting or signing up or doing anything, yeah. you know, I think that that's that's something that's been really sticking with me. You know, this is the week right after Thanksgiving and a great metaphor to what you just talked about was Black. It's Black Friday inside of Monday. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's 
gross. Like it's gross for me to wake up on Black Friday and start browsing the internet. I know. Because this year, man, so I got a one wheel. So oh, you I got, did? I did. It's you coming. did? It's coming. Oh, that's a whole other thing. And I'm excited to learn. Okay, So yes. I'm learning how to be an Anglican, and I'm learning how to... Well, yes, you know. I can't wait to try to find the connections there. That's awesome. <laughs> but but if you wake up on Black Friday, and you just start browsing and perusing, it's so tantalizing. It is. It's the same thing as you opening up your social, your Instagram account and just being like, what's in there today? Yeah, right. Just scrolling. You just should scroll. never do that. Right. I think your first step into opening that program should be like, what have I been thinking about? Mm-hmm. What 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 do, what I, do I want to connect with? What do yeah. I want to find? What hashtag am I going to search? Mm-hmm. You should be thinking in terms of hashtags, people, topics. Yep. That's how you should be entering into the social media yep. app. Yep. But if you just open it and be like, no, what are my friends doing? Uh-huh. And why uh-huh. am I not there? Mm-hmm. And how can I get jealous? Because because all that does because I think the right criticism of this sort of thing because all it does is it it just reveals more about people rather than actually the tool is the fact that we're very lonely yeah. and all it does is make it worse. Yeah, all of it does just makes it because because it's not intentionally going there to in, actually interact, actually make something with someone else, like yeah. making like whether it's just an interaction yeah, yeah. or hey, I did this cool thing, so can, let's see this right, like whether it's on your story or you just whatever. Like or even on YouTube kind of thing you put on there. And you're like this, let's interact in this way because I made something. Yeah. Does that help anybody? Yeah. It's just a, it's a your doctor's office. You're in between things, and you can't just sit with your own thoughts. Yeah. And so you just need that to make you feel worse. <laughs> yeah. Because I can tell right away mm. like who I would say get off social media with. You mm. just look into their feed. You look at their po- past posts, mm-hmm. and you just look, and it's like none of this was for interacting. No. None of this was for interacting. Yeah. Like. Like parents, I, I'm a, I get on a soapbox about parents. I, I was like, at some point, I'm like, when did I just become friends with my friend's kids? No. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I just have, I've, I've read an interesting thing about that, actually. And I'm I like, that, yeah. I did not become friends with your account so that I could be friends with your three-year-old. Mm-hmm. But, but... <laughs> oh, that kind of... Th- I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yes, one of... Anyway. And like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not like judging the person for doing that. But I wish you just, with your picture of your cute kids, that 90% of the time I just don't care about seeing, I wish you would put in there, you know what, parenting tip. Sure, sure. Because yeah. I'm always looking for parenting tips. <laughs> yeah, no, we need See, that. See, that's the shift I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying don't po- post pictures of your kids. But what if the first thing you did when you opened up your account was, mm. you know what, I'm having a hard day. Like, like you're a parent. Mm. You know what, today I had the urge of really getting frustrated with Bennett. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, and here's what I did, mm-hmm. and it's just this—it's just this manifesto of how to become a more healthier <laughs> right. dad. I think that is a better, a better social media in mm-hmm. my mind. I, I like don't know. That. I like that. Well, no, it was. Um, I, I read this whole. I read a. Uh, so there's actually a lot of interesting best practices, tips, and things if you go on college websites. <laughs> yeah. be, be, and and I didn't realize this, but a lot of this that there, I read like probably two, maybe three from um, some state schools in California. And what they are is that they're like a coaching thing for their incoming freshmen. And like that, and one of theirs is actually having your parents in your feed is a really good accountability thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, actually, no, because when you initially said it, I thought, wait, no, 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 actually being friends, I think I'm actually kind of like, actually having your parents is good. Uh, but I see what you're saying about yeah. just having your kid be like, whatever. Yeah. If, if Bennett was my yeah, Facebook we're, like, account. Yeah, we're in our 30s now, and yeah. then all of our friends like are having kids and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And then for, just over time, all you're seeing pictures are of kids. Yeah, that's where like, we're at. parents are yes, like leading are. the picture. Uh, like, no, what the, happened the, to my friends? I know, what are you got? What, who are you anymore? <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because basically, because when I hear students go like, well, I have my account and then I have my real account, my, yeah. the one that my parents are. And I'm like, why are you? Okay, so yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. D- d- yes, the parents. I even experienced it. My mother telling me in a picture, why aren't you wearing a jacket? It, okay, that's kind of annoying, right? Okay, I'm 35. Thanks, mom. But it is, you need to build some things in so that you, because we're social creatures, we need accountability on some things the, the, another one was like okay if you wouldn't write it on a sign on your front lawn you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't say it mm-hmm. the what i mean i don't know if i totally agree with that but i get that they're trying to say like think about think about um that this is a public record yeah. and so you're pretending that you're hiding behind something you're not actually as anything in the last four years that we've learned from like p- politics is all that stuff comes back to get you so you might as well just put it on your front lawn because someone will find it and throw it back in your face anyway yeah so but anyway they just they were they were like yeah you need your parents to be in your feed i, I it's mean, fascinating i think that there's a principle in that that i totally agree with mm. i wish i wish a lot of our organizational websites were weren't polished pristine just like statements i wish there was like I, you know like for our university mm. i wish there was just like a feed Right on the front page mm-hmm. that just shares life. Mm-hmm. That things that are going on, cool. There's this fun thing yeah, happening. Wow, that's I just the saw so and so. Yeah, that's true. You That'd know, be great. The page is just static. Right, right. Somebody, somebody did a great job, like doing this lecture. Hey, that was funny. This thing that happened to Bruin Dent. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the whole thing about like your your mom sending you a, a, like a tweet or whatever, like wear a jacket. Do you know how that's a golden opportunity to get like viral? <laughs> because you can like make that into a meme. You can be like, yeah, 2019. I'm 35. <laughs> And I my mom sh- still tells me to wear a coat, right. I but just, now she doesn't have yes. to say it to my face. She can just say it to my Twitter. <laughs> she it to my Twitter thing, and it's fine. Because it's it was it's funny because it's uh you know it's like the class like I mom I I just climbed a mountain and she's like, um I, why don't you wear your jacket? <laughs> like, but, but I I just climbed a mountain, mom. That's why I want you to see me. <laughs> no, that's super funny. There's cop this comedic gold and all of that stuff, and I think that's what is compelling. See, that's what people are, are not understanding. Like. Maybe there's a level of embarrassment that we all need to get over. I know. <laughs> but there's something just really genuine and just sweet about that stuff yep. that we need to like realize like technology is also can also mm. bring that stuff in. Like we've mm-hmm. been like kind of distracted by technology and now we're trying to like be our best. Mm-hmm. We gotta wear that double breasted coat all the time. Yeah. We gotta be our best life, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know what makes us human? Our flaws and yeah, our little know, pe- peculiarities and people lock into that Mm -hmm. and i guess what i'm saying is at the end of the day it's not about becoming a million person influencer or whatever it's actually creating good content creating these smaller communities and if you say you're really about that and this is the last thing i'll say Mm. we're leaders Mm. i think about leadership technology and education this is the last point that i want to make for this episode which is genie's out of the bottle yeah we're not going backwards it's only going to be more sophisticated. And now we got like TikTok, right? We're going to cr- we're going to create social media platforms where choice is taken away. Yeah, I know. You know, it, your choice in what you view is going to be continually pressured to take away. Mm-hmm. This is a, another reason why we need as leaders to be a voice 
and that we need to craft the narratives that we want to craft and we have to be and lead and, and create spaces where we can retain that level of accountability, mm-hmm. that level of authenticity and communication and learning and things like that. And I go, if you are a leader, you have to decide. Mm-hmm. You can't have both. You can't go, I don't need to put any work into this, but I still want everyone to be to follow me. You can't, you just, it yeah. just doesn't work. No, if you're not leading from the front, you're not. And I'm, yeah, I, all yeah. I'm saying is, like, you might not like social media, that's fine. Just don't go, well, I can still be an effective leader in 2030 without diving into it. You just won't. The level of sophistication and immersion of technology in 2030, it's going to blow anything that we're experiencing yeah, now out of the water. Yeah. And I guess all I'm saying is, you can live your simple life. You can have a great family. You can do good work. But just don't don't try to equate. Like, don't just say you want all that without working for it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's my only criticism. The criticism isn't you should like technology or it's going to be the promised land or whatever. You don't. You can opt out at any time. And privacy is really important to me. In fact, like I, I mm-hmm. I'm really thinking about that more and more. Even though I deep dive and put my my stuff out there. I get a lot of flack sometimes when, when I put, post something and people are like, why did you post that and, hmm. and weird things like that? But at the end of the day, I, what I'm saying is I am trying to build something where I feel like I need a lot of like, just like learning. Like I just want to learn it. And I think I invite other people to learn with me because I think it's going to be an important part to actually not influencing, but leading well. Mm-hmm. How do you ultimately bring people to a healthy place in how they use it. Well, first of all, you got to go investigate it and you got to take the punches and you got to like figure out what is working, what's not working, what to say, what not to say. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, when we go into this next decade, which is really exciting, mm-hmm. we have to make a choice. Like we can become more obscure and that's cool if that's what you want, but don't have this idea in your mind that you're going to be less obscure by not being on on like these platforms. Yeah, it's just coming to grips with what the actual reality is yeah and then you have to figure out what your place is going to be in it yeah that's where i'm at i really appreciate your thoughts on this i think that because i think you're you have clearly like you said i think you're you're getting Mm -hmm. a level of expertise in this Mm -hmm. and i thank you for welcoming that conversation always having patience with me when i don't know what i'm doing in this arena yeah and uh, i'm gonna keep talking to you about this because i gotta no, but like, learn I, it, Grant. I think for you. I mean, I really appreciate you saying that. I think you are someone who has never exhibited like that posture where I go. No, I think there's that's problematic. I think you've always been a learner, and I think it's it, it's an interesting thing. the The hope is, I think it can enhance any industry, any field, any season of life. Whether you have kids or not, whether you're in your 30s or 40s or in your 20s, I think. Um, it just takes a little bit of intentionality where it can actually enhance your life. So we often talk about it as like a, a charitable thing or we're doing it for other people mm-hmm. or we're leading because we want to be relevant or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, you, you have to find like your baseline that it just enhances your own life. It has to do that first hmm. before it adds any value to anyone else. I really believe that. Hmm. But I'm not saying everyone has to be a creator, an artist, a filmmaker. Yeah. I think all I care about is getting to know more of your story. Mm-hmm. And I think we're coming to a point where that can be shared genuinely and beautifully uh, without just 
being in the same room all the time. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Because at the end of the day, are we always going to be working together? No. Mm-hmm. Do I want to continue our friendship and our brotherhood? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And yeah. I want to be that as well. And I think that that connecting point is beautiful. I just don't get a lot of it. And then when it does happen, I realize, man, we just need to continue to work towards that as a community. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just a part of the equation. And I go, let's not forget that that we're becoming more and more inaccessible unless we go through this angle. Hmm. Um, if we don't live near each other, then it would be a loss if I couldn't connect with you in these other ways. Well, do you guys want to know how to tweet at me? Yes, this is the <laughs> debut. The <laughs> debut of Grant Burns' social media. So, Please at him. At Please troll him. Yeah. Make him feel the burn. Yeah, I got I to gotta get back. <laughs> so... Grant Garrett Burns can be found at Tanarg is Red. Can you spell that out? That's so T- annoying. T-N-A-R-G-I-S-R-E-D. <laughs> it is literally my first name backwards Yeah, is the color red. Yeah. Tanarg is Red. And there's yeah. a whole story which we can talk about later. Tanarg is Red. That's how you can tweet at me. Yes. Start the conversation. Please. Help me start the conversation, everyone. Yeah. To all our listeners, if you listen to this episode, if you've listened it all the way through, we deeply, deeply appreciate you. We thank you so much for just uh, interacting with us this way. You can always ask us questions, interact mm. with us on anchor.fm slash question, or just go to anchor.fm slash an educated life. Mm-hmm. You can tweet at Grant now. Please do troll him hard. <laughs> yeah, Make I, him regret. I, th- I think I am at the point where I'm, I, I, it's, it's, you know, 10 or eight years of missing out on that. So. I am always and perpetually at I am Minsu Choi across all the platforms. But yes, uh, please uh, send us some tweets, uh, ask us some questions, give us feedback. Mm-hmm. We deeply appreciate you. Actual feedback, please. Yeah, we hope you ha- have had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. We're looking forward to the end of the semester. And we have some special guests next week. Christ- yes, week. yes, yes, yes. We are so excited about next week, our, our ultimately our last episode of the season. So much, much... Uh, Love to all of you. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye, everyone.